0: Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. We're glad that you've joined us this evening to celebrate the birth of the King of, of Kings. And we are going to talk to you about missing peace or peace on earth. Now, how many of you can remember back a year ago? How optimistic were you about 2022? Probably most of us pretty optimistic, right? We, too, COVID was almost two years past. Maybe... Um, we thought uh, health-wise we'd be better off. Maybe economy would be better. We didn't know. Maybe some personal things. Maybe we're getting a prom- thinking of a promotion at work. Parents were all optimistic about your kids doing really good in school this year, right? And um, let me ask you, did everything turn out just like you expected? So I want to ask you a question. What do you do? when you feel like God has let you down. That things haven't turned out the way you planned. I want to look at a couple that we're all familiar with that lived 2,000 years ago, and I don't think their lives turned out like they planned. Now, it's been 400 years since God has spoken. Uh, those of you are familiar with the Bible, as we had Old Testament, and New Testament, there's 400 years in between there. So God didn't have any prophets come along and tell the people anything. So 400 years of God's silence. And then the silence is broken several times by angels, not prophets. So we'll pick up the story and we'll be reading multiple accounts of the birth of Christ. This is from Luke chapter 2. The baby is born. And then that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Now, that sound like a cool thing? Sounds pretty cool, but it also sounds like a what? Pretty frightening thing, and that's exactly what the shepherds were. They were frightened. They were actually terrified. But the angel reassured them, whoa, 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 you don't need to be afraid. We're not here to harm you. I bring you good news. Everybody likes good news, right? Everybody likes good news. I bring you good news. It's not just for you, it's for all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, they've been waiting a thousand years for this Messiah, this king to be born, the Lord. He's been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And then he goes on. And you will recognize him. That's a good question. How do I recognize him? He's going to have a crown on his head? No? No, no, no? He will You will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute. You just said the king, the future king, the Messiah, the one that's going to reign over the earth, is going to be born to uh, some nobodies in a a howled-out cave or, or someplace where they had cattle and put in the feeding trough. Unexpected, right? So what is a sign? But there's a sign. There's a sign. What is a sign? Now, if I'm going down the highway and it says this way to I-70, it directs me to my desired destination. Uh, some of you do a lot of grocery shopping. I don't. Occasionally, my wife will send me to the store. and I don't, You all know where everything is, right? I don't know where anything is. So do you realize in the, on the aisles, they have signs that tell you what's down each aisle? Well, I mean, most of you don't pay any attention, but I do, so I can find my desired destination, right? So signs tell us how to find what we want to find. And all Judaism wanted to find the Messiah. Well, not all Judaism. The king did. Text goes on. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others. So there's a bunch of angels, right? The angels are part of the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth, and peace on earth to those for whom God is pleased. Now, we all have heard the story about Mary and Joseph. So let's kind of, I don't know, modernize it a little bit, okay? So let's say it's happening today. So Joseph's been dating Mary for a while, and he said, I think it's time. Especially holidays, maybe somebody here is planning to pop the question tonight or tomorrow. And so he goes out and buys that special ring, right? And he's got it all planned, where it's going to be. And he's probably got, nowadays, somebody with a camera, their phone, to take pictures. Kind of sounds familiar about a little year, a year ago. My son and his now wife, he had, had it all planned, and people there, t- 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 and he bought the ring. And it's all recorded for history, Right? And so, he's got it all planned. And so, they're talking about their future together, right? And Joseph's a carpenter. Back in those days, he probably didn't have much money and maybe had to spend uh, the first couple years, maybe even with in-laws or uh, family, but maybe a small apartment with big plans, right? I'm a carpenter. I'm going to get to build my house one day. And so, a few years down the road, Down the road, we'll we'll build a house, and then we'll start having children, right? Maybe we'll add on to the house as the children come along. So they have all their plans, right? Just like all of us, we have our plans. But God did what? He interrupted Joseph and Mary's plans. Now, as we think about it and we look at how he disrupted their plans, it really seems unfair, not very just or kind, what did they do to deserve God's plan? Luke chapter 1, the angel comes to Mary. What's he say to Mary? You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Ladies, those of you that want to have children or have had children, that's good news, Right? I'm going to have a child, and to a Jew, first child, the ideal is to have a boy. So you're going to have a boy, he's going to be named Jesus. That's a little strange, a name, but good news. So Mary asked the angel, all right, but how is it going to happen? I'm a virgin. Now, the text doesn't say I'm a I'm a virgin. It doesn't use that word. It says, I've not been with intimately with a man. I have not known a man, that's what it technically says. And so the angel answered her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and be called the Son of God. And again, wait a minute, wait a minute. This sounds impossible, right? And so the angel says, what's he say next? Nothing will be impossible with God. And when you think about God, the definition of God is nothing is impossible, right? One translation says the impossible is possible with God. So, The angel told her it was going to happen. A little confusing probably, but what's Mary's response? Amazing, amazing response. This girl is probably 14, 15 years old. I am the Lord's servant. Now, that means bond servant. That means I've chosen to be a servant. You know, I wasn't born into servitude. I have chosen to be the Lord's servant. So may everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. What a beautiful expression of trust or faith. Now, again, we don't know. But ladies, telling you being pregnant and you're going to have a boy and this boy is going to be special, I think you'd be pretty excited, right? So let's imagine she goes off and tells Joseph, guess what? I'm pregnant. But you don't have to worry. God's God's done it. and The Holy Spirit. Now, how are you going to feel about that if you're Joseph? I put three words down, down in my outline. You just cheated on me. Right? And, of course, now you're lying about it. Well, Either, either you're lying or you're just completely crazy. So Matthew's account puts it this way. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. So we got to back up here. They're engaged. Now, engagement back then is different than now. It was a legal thing. If you uh, broke the engagement, you had to get a divorce. If um, the husband died, the engaged man, you were considered a, a widow. So it was a lot of different than nowadays. Then the actual ceremony came along later, and then you began to live together. So, at this point, before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, the word virgin is not in the text. Joseph now, here we got Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. He was a good man. He was a holy man. And he, he didn't want to disgrace her publicly because of what she had done to him. He probably crushed him. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. He to divorce her. Now, if you're Mary, now what? Had Mary done anything wrong? No. She said yes to God's plan. And now the man that she loved, the man that she planned to spend her life with, is now going to divorce her. Thinks she's either crazy, definitely cheated on. God, I did what you wanted. And look what's happened. And all of us at times in our lives can look back and say, God, I did what you wanted. And look what's happened. So what do you do? When you feel like God has let you down. I'll give you two suggestions. And we'll be finished here in a few minutes. Simple truth number one. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. A verse out of the Old Testament said it this way. Many are the plans in a person's heart or mind. We all have many plans, right? But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. One translates and says, we propose that God has the purpose. So Mary had a plan. Joseph had a plan. You have a plan. I have a plan. But God has a plan with a purpose. So, back to Joseph. As he was thinking about divorcing Mary, again, an angel. Appears to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David. The angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you sure? The child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she'll have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, not Joseph. And or Joshua or... The Lord saves, for He will save His people from their sin. So, wait a minute. What are you saying, God? From my pain and hurt, you're going to do something good? Absolutely. So, you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. And secondly... Your disappointment with God might be an appointment from God. I'm going to take a minute, <laughs> tell you a little bit about my story. Tell you how old I am. I graduated from high school in 1969 with a plan to go to a university in Maryland to be an engineer. I had good interest in grades and grades in science and math, so that was my plan. But God interrupted my plan that summer, actually, and I changed my major on the first day of class. Not too long later, my sister is here, 18 years of age, my dad dies, and I'm the oldest of five children. There's a monkey wrench in anybody's family, right? And so I'm I'm working hard in school, finished college at University of Maryland to go off to seminary. And my sister, Maisie, you're younger than me, she gets 20 years old and she meets Fred and falls in love and he proposes and they get married. And I'm 21 at this time, right? A year later, I'm ready to graduate from college, and my brother Pierce, who's a year younger than me, he's 20, and he gets married. Me, I'm at the University of Maryland with 20,000 women. No prospects. (laughs) So then I go off to seminary. Oh, before I go off to seminary, my pastor left. And so I'm a seminary student, or almost a seminary student. I want to be a pastor and my mom thought the church ought to hire me. Now, they probably shouldn't have. But anyway, that's what she thought. And she got mad. She said, we're leaving this church. And, well, where are we going to go? We're not just leave the church. We're leaving the area. Glen Burnie. We're leaving Glen Burnie. Well, May and Fred lived in Myersville. Or Middletown. Excuse me. not the church in Myersville. So we moved to a friendly place. She had uh, uh, family, other family, children. Uh, so we moved to... Middletown. That wasn't part of my plan. I finished school and I said, okay, I'm 24 years old, seminary graduate. Somebody's going to want to hire me, right? You know how many 24-year-old single men churches want to be pastors? Not youth pastors. Pastors. Take a guess. (laughs) Nobody wanted to hire me. So, after a few months, I they got a job as a carpenter. Well, before that happened, there came an opportunity to help a small church. And I told somebody this story just a week ago. I'd been to University of Maryland with 20,000 women. I went to seminary with a, a woman's dorm. And still no prospect, right? And so I wound up at a church with 25 people. And nobody my age, really. And uh, there was a little girl, little girl, young girl, named Je- Debbie Jenkins there. And she soon turned 18. And uh, long story short, by the end of that year, we were married. But I'm still a carpenter. I still have no prospects of a church. But her grandfather was a pastor. And he retired the next year. We helped build a building. and They called me to be a pastor. I had my plan. Didn't work out like I wanted. but I think it worked out better, don't you? I wouldn't have the lovely wife that I have, most of you know. The great children I have and the grandchildren I have and been able to pastor this church all these years. I had my plan, but God had a purpose. Back to the text. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decided that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Kind of a big undertaking back in those days, but he wanted to get all the taxes he could get. So we've got to find out how many people there are we can tax them all. The text goes on. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. Now, where did he live? Where did they live? They lived in Nazareth. You know how far that is? It's like 90 miles. Did they have cars back then? No, ladies, how would you like to do a 90-mile trip either on a donkey or on foot when you're eight months pregnant? Anybody? But that's what happened. Probably took them maybe two weeks of traveling to get there. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, Kind of think like they just got there that night. We don't know how how long they were there. They were there. Time came for the baby to be born. Problem was, firstborn son, uh, there there wasn't any lodging place for them. So she wrapped him in snugly strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. No lodging available for them. I've had, my wife and I have had four children. It's kind of traumatic and under the best circumstances, isn't it? Imagine how traumatic that week or two leading up to it even. I'm sure it wasn't her plan. It wasn't Joseph's plan. It wasn't their family's plan. Most of their family probably wasn't around them. So I asked a question. that We started off with, really. Does this sound like peace on earth? Fast forward 33 years. What happened to this little baby? He was arrested unjustly, treated horribly beaten and whipped and spit on and cursed and nailed to a cross. And if you're Mary and that's your son, does that sound like peace on earth? Really important thing, you and I do not have to understand God's plan when we understand His character, or if you prefer, if you understand His heart. Because anytime we question God's plan, we're either saying You can't do what I want, or you won't do what I want. But God can do what he wants, and he does do what he wants. We make plans. God makes plans with a purpose. So, really important question. What is your and my greatest need? Some of you might have this on a Christmas card you have in the past. Somebody's put it this way. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an Educator, and we've got some educators in here, and I love educators, and I consider myself an educator in some respects. If God if our greatest need had been technology, God would sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would send us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would send us an entertainer. But none of those are our greatest need. Our greatest need is forgiveness from Almighty God. So God sent us a Savior. We read from Matthew chapter 1. She will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is our peace. Disappointed? Maybe you are. Trust that God has a purpose for your life. Let me pray with you. Ah, Father God, I can't imagine being Mary and Joseph. Their lives, wow. They wind wind up having to run off to Egypt. Amongst other things, intend to watch your son so unjustly, be treated so horribly, and killed. So God, none of our disruptive plans are anything like that. But forgive us for not trusting you when your plan is different than our plan. And help us to trust you that you have the best plan, the perfect plan. And we thank you in Jesus' name.